Hi everyone, today is a new day and you're a part of it. Join me, Dr. Megs, for short stories and quick tips to boost your mood and your productivity. This is the PGH Dreamers Pod. Hi everyone and welcome to the PGH Dreamers Pod. Our path continues today as we speak with local entrepreneurs, creators, and thinkers who are doing big things in the Pittsburgh area. Our guest today is Julie Cargill, the creator of Designs by Night Owlette, illustrations of people, places, and things that promote mental health and overall positivity. Julie is a full-time therapist and is in the process of launching her side business. Welcome to the pod, Julie. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. I'm excited to be here today. Absolutely. So I like to start off with what I call breaking ground. So it's just a few quick questions to break the pavement and get us kicked off. Are you up for that? All right, I'm ready. (laughs) Energetic, I like it. First question, do you have a morning ritual? So typically in the morning, the first thing that I have to do is wake up my dog. His name's Charlie. He's an adorable little Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. And the first thing that I have to do is give him his morning walk um, or else he'll wake wake me up otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the first thing that I'll do. I always have to get my Starbucks coffee and my croissant, <laughs> and then I'm headed to work for the day. Nice, nice. Okay. So you beat him to the punch by getting him up early and walking. I like Absolutely. that. Number two, do you have a favorite book or author or both? I'm not a big reader. I'm more into the art side of things. How about your favorite artist? Um, I really like Karen Hallion. She does a lot of like fantasy illustrations and things like that. Question three. How do you keep your body and mind healthy? So one way that I like to keep my body and mind healthy is by, uh, I always exercise on a regular basis. I always try to do something new. Like for example, right now I'm really into this thing called Ninja where I I go downtown and I do these Ninja courses. Like if if you've ever seen American Ninja Warrior, we do something similar to that. And it really kind of exercises different parts of your body. I like to bike, things like that, just to kind of mix it up. I also like to go on long walks just to kind of clear my head, and it helps me to get in a good mental space. Absolutely. I find the ninja thing so fascinating. So you must be pretty strong, Chick. (laughs) I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) She's all over there swinging off rings and doing all kind of crazy climbs. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a good time. Okay, and final breaking ground question. If you could describe yourself with one word, what would it be? I would probably say creative because I'm always kind of looking for the next thing to create and the next thing to to innovate. Nice. I love that. Okay. And I think we'll get more of a sense of that as we move through the interview. So now that our listeners got to know you a little bit, let's start by talking about your journey. So can you give us your background, maybe leading us from when you were a kid through school to where you are now, as you start to think about starting your own side business? Yeah, absolutely. So to give you a bit of a background, I was born in Gahanna, Ohio, which is close to Columbus. I've been drawing ever since I was three years old. When I was a kid, I used to draw on the walls of my grandma's house because she helped take care of me when I was younger and she enjoyed watching me do it. But, you know, my parents, however, did not enjoy that as much. So they kind of wanted me to go from the wall to the sketchbook (laughs) instead. (laughs) 
at the time I was really inspired by cartoons that I'd watch back then like Rugrats, Pokemon, video games. I'm a 90s baby so (laughs) stuff like that but I also enjoyed being able to get inspired by my real life surroundings, my family, at the time other people's pets because I didn't have any pets. Mm -hmm. Now when I was five my Dad ended up getting a better opportunity for his job, so we had to move from Ohio to Pittsburgh, PA, which is what brought me here, and it was really hard at the time because I already had my community in Ohio, so once I got into Pittsburgh, I kind of felt like an outcast at my school. I had a lot of trouble fitting in with my classmates, and and at the time, I was in therapy for myself for really bad depression and anxiety. I was sort of the weird kid in class who liked to go around outside looking for bugs and other wildlife while my classmates would be enjoying their time playing kickball or hanging out in the playground with their friends. And I felt alone at the time, so the only way that I felt like I could express myself was through my art. My parents eventually got my own sketchbooks and art pencils when I was in late elementary school. And uh, at the time, I would fill them up with drawings of my pet guinea pigs and frogs. And I turned these sketch pads into like fun little activity slash coloring books. And I would pass them around the class for my friends to engage in. It was a lot of fun for us. And I was finally starting to fit in and make new friends. I I didn't feel like the outcast as much anymore, Um, though our teacher at the time was not very amused with the fact that I was drawing all the time in class. (laughs) That's kind of a common theme of, why are you doing that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so throughout the rest of my school days, I stayed interested in art as sort of like a a sideline thing, like a hobby, because I was starting to think more seriously about what could I do for myself as a career. Throughout my life, people were telling me, oh, art's not a real job. You Mm -hmm. can't really do anything with art. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of deterred from that, which made me sad, but at the time, I I was listening to all adults, so I believe them. But I'm just like, what else am I good at? It's like, what is similar to art? That's also really beautiful. Science. Mm -hmm. I really got into science whenever I was in middle school and high school. So I thought that that was going to be the path that I would go down. I took every science class that I can think of. And in undergrad, I majored in biology. I started out with that because I was thinking, well, I could have a lot of different paths that way. I could do research. I could go into medicine. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different opportunities, but I kind of felt my like my art was going on the back burner. I wasn't doing it as much, which made me really sad. Eventually, I switched my major to psychology because biology was kind of getting too hard and too competitive at that time, and I wasn't able to keep up. Um, and I also enjoy helping people, so... I figured, well, I was in therapy when I was a kid. Maybe I can relate to someone else and help them with their own issues. Mm-hmm. So I started to focus my career on something more psychology and counseling related. I graduated with my bachelor's in psychology in 2013. Then I went on to get my master's in counseling in 2015. So I was kind of starting my career as a mental health therapist and counselor provide counseling services to a variety of people with the various mental health issues. And I obviously, I still loved art at the time, so I would try to find different ways to incorporate art into, into mental health and into therapy. 
So I would create these group activities where people would get to illustrate, you know, draw what it feels like to have difficult emotions or draw kind of what you want your dreams to look like. And it was really cool to see. Very interesting. So that's kind of like almost an art therapy space is what it's sounding like. Absolutely. Um, no, I'm not allowed to call it art therapy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pretend um, I didn't call it that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can be a therapist who uses art and counseling, but I I never went for the degree of sure. art therapy. So that's uh, that's one that I thought about in the past, but I think I just kind of thought about it too late. <laughs> yeah. I So it's something that I utilize to yeah. open people up in, in individual therapy and in, uh, and in group therapy. So I started to really get back into art around COVID because there's nothing to do during COVID. <laughs> so we're locked inside. I was still working at the time, but we were kind of doing everything through Zoom mm-hmm. counseling. So things were kind of going really slow. So I was like, this is the perfect time to get back into my art interests since it's been a while since I really got into it. So I kind of started to start drawing my surroundings that I was inspired by, but I quickly got artist block. I didn't know what to draw. (laughs) I really wanted to draw again, but I didn't know what to draw. So I randomly posted on Facebook that I wanted to get back into my art and would anybody, anybody be willing to send me their pictures of either themselves or their pets for me to practice on. So I was shocked at the number of people that got back to me right away. And pretty soon I had like 50 portraits to to paint. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, yeah. We're very receptive to to seeing a picture of their pet, huh? <laughs> yeah, they were. So I got I got a lot of practice mm-hmm. that way. I was able to teach myself how to do figure drawing and how to improve some of my shading and my art skills to make my art better through that. And and people were able to enjoy their own portraits of themselves or their pets. So it's kind of like a win-win situation. Um and through that, I was able to upload some more pieces to my Instagram to kind of build up my account, to kind of gain interest. Mm-hmm. I was starting to develop my style. And uh, how I describe my style is like very colorful and very bold lines. In terms of my art, my my main medium is I like to use Photoshop. A lot of people use Procreate, but um, Photoshop and Procreate can help you to do digital art and kind of make it more colorful and more creative and there's a lot more that you can play with on that so I was mostly doing digital art and uh, when people were starting to notice me I had several brands reach out to me and asked hey can you do a logo for my company Mm, so I started I started to drum up business that way yeah yeah so several different clothing brands uh, would they're smaller brands they would reach out to me and I designed certain pieces for them and things like that to promote their company. Things are starting to really drum up. I haven't done too, too many yet, but I'm hoping to work with more brands in the future. But in specifically, I've worked with uh, Doll Sauce Vintage. It's a vintage shop with, you know, some thrift store uh, items similarly. And I've worked with Faded Fairy Brands, which is a company in the UK, and they sell clothing as well. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, and they're very nice people to work with, which is a big perk. Heck yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, so So you really catapulted yourself during COVID by just 
getting the word out by by posting to Facebook, asking for requests of pictures of their pets, things of that nature, but then, you know, showcasing your art. And if anybody looks at your Instagram profile, which we'll get to in a bit, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's apparent how how colorful and what you're inspired by. I mean, it's it's beautiful work. Yes. And, and a couple of things that struck me when you were telling your story was that not only were you inspired by nature and, and animals, and that definitely is portrayed in your work. And I definitely love all of the 90s inspired cartoons <laughs> that you draw, like the Game Boy and uh, the, the classic Nickelodeon type characters and stuff like that. But I, I just really resonated with the fact that you came to Pittsburgh not knowing anybody, use nature and art as sort of an olive branch in a lot of ways to make friends. And now you're doing that again. And not only through your therapy, because I think it's a beautiful way to get people to open up by asking them to, to draw, but also just by creating these connections through, you know, reaching out to these clothing companies or them, them reaching out to you even. And that's, that's really telling to the kind of person you are. You meet people in a place where they can feel open and it's nice that you're able to to offer them something very cool just a really cool connection i guess to humanity like you can use art to to bridge that gap mm -hmm. absolutely and i like being able to get involved with different causes such as mental health and things like that that's because there's a lot of social issues going on in the world right now as you know so sure. being able to highlight that through my art and see how can I help in the world? How can I yeah. portray the message that needs to be portrayed? Because there's a lot of issues going on. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're you're kind of combining all of your fields of expertise here by by mm -hmm. considering the social aspects, the problems in the world, the, the therapy kind of nature that you have, the beauty in our, our Mother Earth and all the creatures on it, and your love of art. I mean, it sounds like the full package here, Julie. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> so I know we talked at the beginning a little bit about the fact that you're just kind of starting off. And I really thought that our listeners would be very inspired by this conversation because you are at the beginning stages and we don't often get, you know, guests who are just starting off. So I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, what you're currently working on to get the, the business moving and any struggles maybe that you're, you're dealing with. Okay. Um, I'd love to answer that. So right now I'm working on getting some of my art pieces uh, made into stickers, t-shirts, magnets, things like that. So I'm trying to figure out what would be the best website slash best brand to go through in order to do that. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea what I'm doing, but, <laughs> um, but uh this is, as far as I know, this is not sponsored, but I really like this website called, uh, Domestica, which is other illustrators, other business owners from all over the world, ones that are pretty well known, will teach you how to do these things. They'll teach mm, you how okay. to open up your own business. They'll teach you how to find reliable uh, companies to go through and things like that. So I've been taking a lot of those classes to figure out what I need to do to start my own business. And Nice. Yeah. And the courses aren't too expensive, which is nice as well. So I figure it's another tool that I can add to my toolkit um, when I'm starting out from nothing. Yeah, no, I think it's great to become educated, right? Mm -hmm. to, to find the resources and to, to get 
information from the people who know it best. Absolutely. So that's what I've been on the journey with right now. So any specific issues or obstacles that maybe are in the forefront of your mind at the moment? I think right now it's being able to find the right company to go through to sell my products. So it's just a matter of researching each company to see what would be best in terms of selling. Um, I did have a Redbubble account for a while, but I would I would need to kind of calculate what uh, what the profits are and and things like that in order to work on being able to make my brand a little bit more well-known. Mm. So I'm kind of debating on, do I use a third-party website or do I use my own website? What would be best in terms of promotion? Yeah, yeah. So those, have been, those have been kind of the struggles and obstacles that I've been going through. Sure thing. It's a lot of analysis, right? <laughs> it's a lot of sitting back and really understanding the pros and cons to each approach. And right. if it makes sense with what you're learning in these courses, but also, I mean, your gut feeling too. It all sort of depends on how settled you are, maybe in your, I always like to call these the W-2 jobs that, you know, take up yeah. the majority of our day, right? Versus how much time and effort you can really pump into these things. So I think it's an important lesson for people to hear that it takes the time and research and energy to determine next steps, no matter what stage you're at. And that's, that's to be expected with any venture. And you got to give yourself that grace to figure it out. Absolutely. And giving yourself that time to carve out of your day, if you have a full-time job, like you said before, with the, the W-2 and things like that, balancing out a part-time thing that you love with full-time. Yeah. And we're going to get into that a little bit more in a second, but so can you give me some insight as to like what you foresee for designs by night outlet? Do you foresee, you know, your own storefront one day? Do you foresee your own, you know, art studio? What do you want this, this business to become? Um, I eventually want to do a variety of things. I'm open to working with other brands. Um, I'm also open to having my own business. If I do have my own business, I definitely want to focus more on mental health and overall positivity, being able to promote awareness of how to do self-care in the world and how to look at the positives in life. Um, I'm also open to doing more pet portraits and things like that as well. So I have a mix of things that I'm interested in in terms of designs by Night Outlet. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's great. I mean, I feel like you have all of those skills like you've told us before um, that could really factor in well to to a business of your own, but also partnerships and collaborations like you're talking with other brands and and things mm -hmm. of that nature. I don't think anything's off the table at this moment. So that's that's super exciting. It's great. Yeah. OK, so what would be your advice to anyone listening out there that has a dream and their toe in the line? You know, should I move forward mm -hmm. with it or shouldn't I? What would you tell them? I would tell them that if it's something that they feel like in their gut is worth doing and that might, might be something worth listening to. Um, I would also tell them to set measurable goals for themselves that might be possible. You don't want to just tackle one big thing at once where you're like, oh, I want to start a business today. Let's do that. You want to figure out what what is it going to take for you to start a business? What do you need first? What which help do, Who can you get help from? And things like that. Yeah. Be very calculated about it. Mm -hmm. If there are certain things that you need to to research, like we were talking before, if there are certain things or certain people that you need to talk to and get their advice. I mean, these are all 
important steps before you go down any any new life-changing path for sure do you have anybody in your network either personally or professionally that you have leaned on in any way to to understand what it would take i know you mentioned the courses but anybody more in your inner circle i haven't talked to anybody too much yet on uh oh we're the first (laughs) see this is why i'm in the early stages of my business but i have a lot of friends who have businesses and I would probably need to talk to them if I wanted to learn more about, once I want to learn more about how to get my business started. I've seen other people do it, but it's just a matter of connecting with those people and asking, hey, I was just wondering if I could ask you a bit on, you know, how did you get your business started? So being able to make those conversations. And that's something I feel like with time will come more naturally, but it's an important, another important lesson for our listeners that even if nobody in your direct circle has maybe the same experience as you, they certainly can be a voice of support. If you know business owners, certainly, you know, a lot of parallels, no matter what you're selling, right? They would be good people to inform you of maybe the back end kind of administrative things. But I really feel like a lot of folks sometimes are nervous maybe to reach out to people that they are inspired by like say on instagram right Mm -hmm. so i i dance and i do this and i've always thought like oh should i reach out to the these other coaches and these other podcast hosts and and ask them how they market this and how they inform their audiences of that and i found that like dropping them a line in the instagram dms sometimes leads a long way. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've had conversations with people just through text or a 15 minute phone call that have really transformed what I feel like I can accomplish, right? So if even if we're not necessarily the exact same thing, I feel like it's great to hear from people, especially other, you know, comparable women, like around the same age, maybe in the same location, to just get a feel of what is available because you don't know until you know right and Mm -hmm. it's a good idea to just ask the questions no questions too small or or a dumb question there is no such thing yeah and i'll start to do that with some of my friends it's hard to find the time and the balance to to do these things but i think it's definitely worth it if you can make some time to ask hey i was wondering if i could pick your brain how how did you do this and what absolutely give my, my thought is that worst that can happen is, oh, not right now. <laughs> they, right. They're, yeah. they're very like, busy, right? Yeah, or they don't respond. So you get or they don't respond, exactly. <laughs> then you're, you're back to square one, but you didn't lose anything either. So yeah, I think this is all super exciting, Julie. So tell our listeners how they can find you. Do you want to pitch any social media, website, email, anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, I think the easiest way to get a hold of me is through my Instagram account. And then I post all my artwork there. If you want to shoot me a direct message, I will always be there to answer. Uh, Feel free to say hi. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Well, make sure that you follow Julie's business on Instagram. Check out all all of her gorgeous artwork. And yeah, we'll look forward to seeing what you do next. And and best of luck on your business journey. I know all of us out there are rooting for you. So keep up the good work, ask the tough questions, and keep up with those goals. Thank you so much for having me today, Megan. Are you feeling stuck? Do you constantly battle procrastination? Are you hoping to achieve more, but just need that extra push? Then accountability can work for you. 
With My Accountability Buddy program, you will get one-on-one personalized schedules, check-ins, and solutions to help you reach your goals. Whether it be your health, relationships, career, or creative goals, the Accountability Buddy program will keep you on track and will keep it real. Visit pghdreamerproductions.com to sign up now for the affordable Accountability Buddy program. That's pghdreamerproductions.com to get started today. It's time to pave your own way.